everybody. Welcome to Monday, or or as the you know smart people like to call it, it's Pi Day. And MJ was like, "What's the thing on my shirt?" So you know, I I, I had. I, For my I, defense, I'm looking at all three of us, you know, because that's how we do our display. And the, no joke, the screen I'm looking at of Dan is like two inches by one inch. So you're probably viewing on a bigger screen and you can tell what the shirt is. <laughs> to me, it's just like two elephant ears and a tusk. Okay, I mean, uh, fair enough. Okay, now I can see it. I can see the elephant ears. Elephant ears in the trunk. Yeah. Now I now see uh, that. Now I don't see pie or okay. Superman anymore. I now oh, see wow. elephant oh, ears wow. and trunk. So you're pie man. Super pie. <laughs> super, super pie. Super pie. Super pie. <laughs> Yeah. No. And so, of course, you know, for those of you that are just like, I don't get it. Like, so pi is a mathematical symbol and it stands for a weird long number and it starts with 3.14. So March 14th every year, mathematicians or people who just like math tend to have a little fun with it. And so hence my pie shirt. And because we want everyone to be able to learn just a little bit with our DJ and TV shows, Dan is going to explain what pi really means and go. The circumference of a circle divided by its diameter is equal to the ratio of pi. Dang. See, I knew he knew the, he, he didn't he, even he, hesitate on he, that. He, he would know the, know the answer, but yes, it's the ratio. Dang. Yes. I would have said like, oh, it's something to do with the circumference of a circle. I don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. It's a spark I would have gotten. It's a there, there's all kinds of weird facts out there, and of course, I was reading a bunch of them today, and and like there's a world record for reciting the most digits of pi, seventy thousand digits. Oh my goodness! It took the guy ten hours. I think I, I saw the video when a guy he was a young guy and he was kind of a savant that can do that. He had to have done something. I mean, just to, to get. I mean, there's a local uh, local kid at one of the schools. They the school promoted it. He did like 460, and I was just like, "How far can you quote down?" I can get about 10 digits in. Very nice. That's still impressive so. for John and I. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there might have been a time where I could have gotten beyond the other like four, and then well, I, just, I only. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I was just say NASA only uses 15 digits in their work. So close enough for NASA, right? If it's there close, you go. If there it's you close go. Enough for NASA. It's close <laughs> a couple more, and I could work at NASA. There we go. <laughs> oh. So tonight, guys, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, it's. It seems that the pricing debate has been coming back in the DJ industry. We've got uh, a couple of different things going on. First off, you've got new people who are wanting to price themselves. What? How do I price my? How do I price myself for this type of event or that type of event? It seems like. Uh, it seems like for some DJs, they must not have done many 2021 events because now they feel like they're they've they've been off for a couple of years and now they're they're finally booking new shows and maybe that was it. 2021 might have been the the redo of the 2020 events. However, it works. But I've seen uh, many asking about that that are just you know not sure how to price things. The secondly is we've got people who are out there um, saying that they're experiencing markets where DJs are so desperate for work that they're willing to do it for next to nothing. Hence why we're going to get into uh, some of the discussion around of doing shows uh, and, and uh, doing them basically for free. And then the, the final side of it uh, that, that I'm seeing people ask about a little bit is, is how do you make money doing this? which is all related to how you charge. And, and it's like these things are kind of bouncing around. So I figured tonight would be a good night 
um, to cover some of these and, and uh, to really you know, get the get your guys's opinion on it. Uh, you know, when is it when is it a time where you're 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 going to do certain types of things is really going to be uh, kind of the, what we look at tonight. So I have a disclaimer. Yes, go ahead. My disclaimer is that I have not prepared anything for tonight whatsoever. Well, that's that's the way I like it because then you're shooting right from the hip. <laughs> so so let's 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 ta- start in the first spot. Uh, one of the common ways when you're first getting started, or even if you're someone like uh, myself who's been doing it so long that you forgot the first years of your life, um, you're going to have events contacting you, fundraising events, and you're they're going to talk about doing something for. The exposure you're going we don't have a budget but you know both there's going to be a lot of people there and you're going to be in front of all these people let's talk about the times to take an event for exposure and when you would draw the line and not take an event for exposure type of a situation or wouldn't wouldn't help out in a in a situation because it just wasn't in your best interest so dan i'm gonna actually have you start on this one because uh that way mj can work a little bit more on his next Oh, I just have. I'm going to blast something out right away. <laughs> I want to ask, Dan, before you go into yours, okay. can we all tonight use the phrase, am I free to use this phrase tonight? We're talking about DJing for nothing, uh, and we call them free Jays. Free Jays. Instead of DJ, a, f- a DJ that DJs for free is a free J. Am I permitted to... to uh, uh, abuse that word this evening. Are we going to get into any copyright, you know, infringements? Or... I don't think so. Okay, then I think we're good. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Sweet. <laughs> um. So, so first off, there's there's one kind of piece that I, I want to kind of throw out. There's advice that was given to me a little while ago when it came to uh, when it came to donation. All right, so. Uh, oftentimes you will also, if you don't get a fundraiser group that will reach out with the idea of, Hey, you know, donate your time to us because it can be a tax write-off for you. Um, I don't know about where you're living, but in the state of Pennsylvania, at least in central PA where I'm at, that doesn't work. You cannot donate services um, for, you cannot, you know, cannot write them off in that way. It has to be goods. Right. And that, well, let me phrase that. My accountant told me I couldn't write it off. No, you're, so. you're right. That's, that's across the board. That's a, an IRS thing. You're, yeah, you're if exactly. you get a official, I don't even know what the form is. Like, say, say you're doing something for American Cancer Society, they will give you a voucher for an amount that can be used, but it has to be an official voucher from the place stating its worth. In a lot of places, don't even want to do that. And even that, even that becomes a gray area where some accountants don't want to touch that uh, MJ because we've we've talked to to a couple of accountants on this, and even at some of the conventions, have had accountants come in and talk about it. And and then there's the well, let's here's a workaround. You give you pay me, you pay me my normal rate, and then I will give you three quarters of the money back as a donation, and then I can write off the three quarters of the money, and. Even that has uh, have some accountants kind of scratching their head a little bit, and you know, okay, so maybe you could do it, but in an audit, you're probably going to get uh, that could be a, a red flag, and it could get you you could get stung for it. So, it's a tough area. Okay. Back. Okay. So, so to the to the original question of when you should, uh, my my philosophy when it comes to to events is, and when it comes to the free pieces is 
throw out the whole throw out the whole you're going to get exposure because I can get exposure a lot of different ways. But if it's not the people that I need to reach, if it's not the clientele that I'm looking for, you know, my main thing is weddings and school dances. So if I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of people that don't fit either realm, it, it's to me, it almost becomes a little bit of a waste of time right now. What I will say is, is a good opportunity. And where I usually decide to do is I, if I have a connection to the organization in some form or fashion, then, or, or I believe in their cause and that could be because I'm tied to it or I just believe in their cause so much. Then if they hit me up for it, um, yeah, I, I'm going to do it. So there, so for example, there, uh, the local school, the district that I actually live in, um, they do a mini thought. Now, for those of you that are familiar with THON, um, it is a thing that Penn State does. I'm sure there's other schools that do it as well. Um, I'm familiar with that because of being local. Uh, and they dance all night and they raise a bunch of money and, and it's all that goes to basically kids with cancer. And so I believe in that, in that philosophy. It's done on a Friday night. I don't usually DJ anything on a Friday night or very rarely. It's always done in, in for me, it was just actually this past March or past Friday so again, it was like the beginning of the March, not really having anything even on that Saturday. So it, it really kind of frees it up. I do a few hours. I make good with the school. I'm also in the good graces with the school and it's turned into some events from the school. Nice. So school is my target. It's a, it's a, it's an organization that I believe in. And so for me, it becomes a quick no brainer. I've had other ones who are doing like 5k walks and runs and I've never even heard of their organization or what they're really raising the money for. I'm sorry. I, I really appreciate what you're doing, but I'm not available that day. So that that's kind of where that's where I kind of draw the line for those fundraiser type of events. And I think, I think one of the key points is that there's one that you're passionate about and that you're, if you, you, you feel it's important enough that you would do, and even if there wasn't much of a return, you probably would still feel satisfied doing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think and, that's... And it, Go ahead. I was going to say, when I started doing it, it wasn't about it wasn't about the return at that point. Like, there was kind of the idea, like, this might get me my foot in the door with the school, but in the same respect, it was also kind of one of those things I'm like, you know what, I, I know... So, for example, our babysitter was one of the girls that was, like, on the the organ the team organization or the school organization and so she was the one that kind of said hey would you be willing to do this and so it was never really kind of one of those things that oh you do this i'm going to get your prom next now like it was just again one of those opportunities to just give back to my local community as they raised money for something bigger Mm -hmm. as i say dan you have an event coming up that's kind of that way that you put more than just your dj time into (laughs) yeah yeah i haven't i so Every year, for, and I've talked about this with some of you guys, so those of you have followed the show for a while, um, my, my wife and I, and uh, through my company, we do what they call an adult prom, and we title it A Dance for 65 Roses. The entire night is done as a fundraiser for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Friends of mine started up in Erie. Um, we took the idea, and we've been running with it locally. Um, and this is, this is my wife and I. Like We have a couple of people that kind of help us like reach out and, and get things for our silent auction, but this isn't just, Hey, an organization hit me up. This is like, we sell the tickets. We go and buy, you know, all the goods that we have to do. We, we can't, you know, we connection with the venue. We do the advertising, like everything that's tied to this 
is done through my wife and I sure. and, and a couple of our community. So from that standpoint, that again has been one of those that was a feel good moment. I went up because friends of mine were doing it. I got to meet the family that they did. I got to see the cause. I got to find out about it. Mm-hmm. And then when we did it, we were shocked at the number of people that we knew that were personally connected that we had no idea. And so it instantly became something that we're going to attempt to do. Mm-hmm. This year's kind of been an interesting year, but we're going to attempt to do it every year. Um, and so we've got it coming up on the 26th of March. And it's, uh, again, a great night. It's it's dancing. It's hors d'oeuvres. It's a photo booth. It's it's open bar. Like it's it's a great night and, and for a great cause. And again, the night of it, it's is it a Friday or Saturday? This is a Saturday. Okay, so this one, because of it being your own thing, being on a Saturday is just, you probably, they'll plan it during the proper time of year, so it's not interfering with your busy wedding season. Well, for two, the first year we did it on a Friday, and, and we knew some of the feedback we got was like, it's great, but man, that was a lot to do after work. Mm. Like for us to get ready and for us to come and, and, and it was a great night out, but we were kind of a little tired. Like, you know, if you could do it on Saturday, it'd be better. The venue was willing to do a Saturday as long as we kept it in March. They were not willing to give in April. They were definitely not willing to give in May. May is actually the month for cystic, cystic fibrosis. Um, they weren't willing to even come, come near that. Like they're, they give us, they don't give it to us for free, but they give us a very big like cut and discount on it because they also believe in, in what's happening. With sure. And again, it's somewhat off season for them. So that helps tremendously. Yes, absolutely. Which... They were more willing to because of that. And, and again, that's something to think about. You know, it, it's a good opportunity whether whether you like the idea of exposure or not, like whether you, whether you think of it in that way, getting your name out there is a great thing. You know, that that's another thing is, you know, people, the more they're hearing your name tied to something, the, the more beneficial that becomes. So if it's something you believe in, you're going to put more effort into it and you're, you're going to have your name in that positive light. And if it's during an off season, it, it could it be. be kind of, it, you can also get some of those cobwebs dust off, yeah. dust it off as you get into your system again. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, it, it, the right time of the year, the right situation, these can work and work sometimes really well, sometimes just gives you basically time to knock the dust off the, uh, you, you get some rust off your skills and off you go. So times that a person wouldn't, you know, you kind of touched on a few, Dan, uh, you know, obviously prime dates would be, it would be very difficult to be able to uh, do something. Um, for events that you don't have a, a passion for, um, somebody mentioned, I think, uh, somebody's thoughts, they were, Mikey, Mike, I think, uh, mentioned, uh, researching the people. I mean, I've, I've, t- I've had people approach me for uh, doing something and the people involved with it were really kind of sketchy. So that was obviously a red flag. Um, really anything to that, that effect, uh, would be kind of, uh, kind of concerning and, and it would make it so you probably wouldn't uh, take the event. Okay. So MJ, um, I, I'm guessing over the years, Show you- me the money. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I knew it was coming. I just knew it. <laughs> so, so have you um, had groups approach you to do, um, do some some things for free for them as a donation, and how have you handled that? Now, here's the thing, John. <laughs> See first comment. Show you... me the money. Um, I have been a free a free J many times in life. 
We need to be using that phraseology more, Dan. I know. But I do it for different reasons. Because I'm not in the wedding business. Yeah. Not in that any of that business at all. So I've been a free J before where I've told big clubs, I'll, I'll open for you for free if you put me on the flyer. I leave when I'm done. I go hit my gig. That I've done before, which has gotten me paid gigs there. Okay. It's a great reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that if you want me to DJ Top 40 or anything like that, you're going to have to pay me. But if I get to DJ EDM to an EDM crowd, I will pay you. <laughs> like, no joke. There is nothing better to me than drop music I love to a crowd I love. So is that a free J or a pay-to-play a pay J? That's a good question. <laughs> you're, you're kind of crossing, crossing lines there for sure, Lee. Um, I have done volunteer days for organizations. Um, I used to hold them only to Sundays, where it's like if your event's on a Sunday, I will help out on that. But if it's a Friday, Saturday, stuff like that, I don't do because that's my day to make. Yep, that's my that's only income day. day. Yeah. Um, and even those I've gotten away from because they are just too. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like Dan said, they number one, they don't benefit me whatsoever about getting gigs. Yep. Because the, all the whole day, I'll question, do you do weddings? Do you do birthday parties? Do you do this? No, no, no. Well, why are you here? Because <laughs> I'm wanting to help the cause. Yeah, I'm here to help the cause. There's one that I, I was a part of for a couple of years, and uh, I just backed out of it because I was just, I was like, hey, I'm, here's another DJ that'll do it. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Because it just, it doesn't benefit me. It, it, so a lot of that stuff, uh, the free J part of it only comes in. I'll do church events. I'll do so, I'll do youth group events because there was a youth group here in the city that used to have me come once a month on Wednesday night for their youth group and do scratching during their praise and worship. Um, never charged for that. Uh, a couple other live events when they would have performers come in that have me run the music for the, the the rappers or whatever. In charge for that. So it's it's very few and far between that I free J anymore because it's just. You gotta pay me. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to go out and DJ for nothing ever. Right. Yep. So I mean, that it's not about even finding a, a, an organization that I believe in want to volunteer my time. So if I have a, let's say I have a passion for cystic fibrosis or for uh, American Cancer Society, I'd rather just go volunteer and be a grunt for the day, helping set up and tear down and doing all that kind of stuff. That would make me feel like I've done more. Sure. I, I you definitely know, see even that. though they would want my my worth as a DJ because to them that is something that they need for the day. But it was just like, I, I just carry chairs or whatever you want me to do. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just, it's not for me. I've done many in the past. Uh, what was the question you asked and how can I specifically answer that a little bit better? Because you you're, said- you're, you're doing well. And, and the, the point I really want to take from that, and I was hoping you'd, you'd, put, you'd lay things out like you did, is in my situation, Dan's situation, we have an ability to, with the type of shows we do, we have an ability to, to make money, hopefully off it and look at it as advertising a little bit. In MJ's situation, although uh, doing the early set at a club for free and for in that situation, I, I never thought about doing something like that. And that's a great way for him to be able to do it where he can use it and, in essence, look at it as I'm advertising for future revenue. And, yeah, and if then, they see your name on a big flyer of a big, oh, you DJed at such and such a place. Yeah, we'll have you. They mm-hmm. never even heard you DJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got in there. They don't know that you said I'll do it for free. Yeah. No. Well, and I think that was one of the big things we saw in Vegas this past year is that a lot of the people who were on stage 
you know, got their little their little 20 second clip and, you know, hey, I was DJing a big party in Vegas or the guys who jumped in the little truck or the little uh, window van and were DJing up and down the strip. And, you know, now they can say that they DJ it all through Vegas type of thing. Yeah. You know, however, it, it, however winter you want to spit conference. it. Yeah. yeah, Winter Music Conference in Miami. I can't tell you how many people I know that said, I spun at Winter Music Conference. Do you mean you spun on the balcony of your hotel room? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the same. Everybody heard me. No. No, no. Some did. But your little, your boombox speakers, yeah, they didn't carry as far yeah. as you thought they carried. Yeah. No. So so I think that's a big part of it is, you know, being smart when it comes to that kind of stuff and doing it doing it with uh, within your business model. Here's um, something to throw at you that's a little, little odd that might you might want to discuss this. So in the past, I used to DJ both the world of wheels car show and the Pittsburgh international auto show. And they're both the same size. They're in the big giant convention center. They're humongous millions of dollars worth of cars are there. World of wheels is all classic cars, you know, uh, uh, hot rods, American muscle, stuff like that, custom cars. And the international auto show is new cars from the major brand companies. Um, I got so much more interaction from the uh, international car show of the new cars than I did from anybody in the World of Wheels group. Only thing I got from that group is people walking by saying, stop playing end music. The <laughs> N-word music. Yeah. Um, so you have to find your audience. And I learned, well, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. Very quickly. And that's a, certainly a part so of it. You have to kind of figure that out. Like both of them are the same. It's just a different, you have to find your thing. That's all. So it, I don't know if that will help you discuss anything there, the, the two di very dynamically different audiences. Yeah, and I think that kind of ties back into you know what Dan was saying earlier on, where he you know did the school, or the school thing ended up becoming future business because he was playing, in essence, to a similar audience to his, uh, his uh, ideal um, advertising audience. So... I think that's definitely part of the process, but I want to keep going here, guys, because I want to hit a couple of different angles to this. Um, let's let's move along to the point of of we've set our we've set our rate, and now we find out that whatever our rate is, that we've had we're having to reduce the the rate in order to book gigs, or at least we're perceiving we need to reduce rate to book gigs. Whether it's a club and there, it used to be I could get two hundred dollars, and now I'm back I'm under a hundred dollars for the night, whatever it is. Um, weddings, I, I used to be able to get a thousand and now I'm down to 400 to book shows. Well, however it comes out, and my question becomes is, do you, do you ever get to the point in time where it's acceptable to be able to, to take these almost underpriced shows? And what I mean by that is that it costs you, you're, you have t costs involved with going out gas for one thing right now and what, and all the other variables, um, when do you get to the point where you're making so little amount of money per hour for your, you know, hour to get there and set up, four-hour show, hour to get that breakdown and get home, that for that six hours you're making less than ten dollars for the whole night type of thing? Do you, does that ever get to the point where you get there and you're like, hey, this isn't worth it anymore, or you've had events where you've, when you've sat down and looked at it, you're like, this just isn't worth it anymore? I draw a line quick, and I think that's something, Dan. I've kind of get your opinion on that for the stuff that you do like you have your like for me it's kind of easy because it's kind of a, a standard thing so no one's going to hire me at a bar or a club or, or or whatever and say well what can you upsell me so mine are kind of standard and set so i have kind of a number that i won't go below ever um 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday gigs will be lower than weekend. And I'm kind of okay with that because if you can go out on a Tuesday night and make some money that you, you know, not what you made on weekend, but that, that's doable. But Dan, do you have a minimum limit on, on, on any, on any of your, your packages or anything like that? Yes. Okay. I, I don't, I shouldn't say I don't discount because I, I do and and I did for the one that was coming up, but it was kind of a weird scenario. So, um, the the situation and, and this is I heard it said I don't remember how many years ago if Ed Spencer out of Florida and he's a brilliant mind in a lot of ways and one of the things that he said one time was if you discount yourself let's say you're let's say you are a thousand dollar DJ and you and you whether it's a bridal show or something else you decide you're going to offer this discount and instead of a thousand dollars you're going to do it for seven hundred. You are no longer a thousand dollar DJ. You're a seven hundred dollar DJ. He said, and and it was, he said, I would rather DJ the event for free than to discount my price. You know, talking like if you're going to go out for a friend or something like that, because the friend's going to talk about what this great deal was, and so now your word is that you're not this thousand dollar DJ. You're this whatever the new price is. So, um, my philosophy has has often been that I don't discount myself there may be different prices for different seasons very similar to what you were talking about different times of the different times of the week but i if it's a saturday and it's from april through december you're you're paying my normal price or you're calling somebody else um i i've been lucky enough that i i've built my business and and it's not my full time i mean that's that's another big element that you've got to consider but time away from my family means a lot. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to pay for it. And if you're not going to pay for it, then I'm going to be around my family and then I'm not going to worry about it. Now, if I got into a big situation and one of the things I've already started to kind of look at for 2023 is have I priced myself in such a way that my prices have now raised a little too high and I might need to start to pull back. But the way you know that isn't, oh, like I'm going to panic, but you, you got to keep track, you know, what, at what point in the year do I need to make sure that I'm booked for that? Because I know that the calls or the emails or the text messages are not going to come in if I don't have something on the books by that point and start looking at, the, start looking at where you're at to determine if you need to maybe pull back. But if you're discounting for someone, you are no longer that new price that you thought you were. You are now whatever that discount price is because that's the word that's going to go when they tell their friends. And I think there's a level to that. <clears throat> I've, I've, I was there when I'd heard that for the first time um, at the convention and such. It, it, it's a good thing to keep in mind and a, and a rule to live by, but I, I, I also think in some cases, not all, some events you're going to have that one wedding where the bride loves you and she's going to tell 25 of her friends because 20 of them were at the event and the other five weren't. And there's going to be, there's a lot of those, a lot of events. So I think that we do that your price is never discussed ever again. It just doesn't. So um, I think it's more of a mental game. I know that when I charge a thousand dollars for a wedding and then I charge $2,000 for a wedding, even if I'm doing a very similar, uh, they have this, this similar desire. I always feel like I'm doing a much better job at the $2,000 wedding than I am at the $1,000 wedding. And I, I don't, you know, it's, it's a mental game on my side uh, is really what it becomes. And I think that might be fitting into the, oh, now I'm a $700 DJ and I'm going to give them a $700 show as opposed to a thousand. 
Well, so you can also, there's also like you, for example, you said, you know, if you continually do this and, and let's assume for a second, it's to, it's to fill the calendar. It's to, you know, it's to say that you're still out and, and it's to make 10 bucks that you wouldn't have made otherwise. Cause you know, what, what ends up beating yourself in your head is how many times am I doing this just to make that happen? Exactly. And, and, and you know, now, and, and you've taken yourself down, you know, almost the opposite rather than saying, okay, I do a better job when I'm $2,000. Now I'm only a thousand. Now I just, do I put the same effort in? Like if you're a person of pride about your work, the answer is probably yes. But if you do that week in and week out because you've used it to fill your calendar, it's going to beat you up. I can, I can look at the, those last minute gigs that a person sometimes takes a lower dollar. And again, I've done it many a time. So weekends open and the bar calls and says, Hey, I have nothing. Can you do something this weekend? Sure. I'll do it. And I'm going to do it at a discounted price. I I look at that as a loss later, kind of like a, a store will sell milk at a, a price below what it costs for them to get it there because they want you to go in the store. They want you to walk all the way to the back of the store to go get to the milk cooler to get the milk because you're going to probably pick things up as you go back to the milk and you're going to pick things up as you're coming to the front of the store again if you're not going back and forth the whole time. So it's a loss leader and I get that. But if you're having, as you're saying there, if you're living by the loss leader, those types of things, there's something certainly wrong in that situation. Um, Let's see. There was a couple of things in the chat. Well, we need to probably hit a couple of those here. But I wanted to hit hit on the. Um, yeah, let's let's do the uh, let's do the the chat. There was one I think I want to probably need to get to that. Uh, Aaron mentions that I need to know your bottom line, and 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 I think that's a big part of this. Is that I've done videos, and some of you watch the videos where how to price your services as a a uh, mobile DJ, and if you go through pretty much. Any DJ, if they are keeping track of their you know, travel and phone and, and music and all these different things, gear, you end up with a cost to produce a show somewhere between three and $500, unless you've got more labor and larger events. But for most people like Dan and myself, it's going to be between three and $500 to uh, get out there and just to get to the wedding. That's not what we're going to pay ourselves for our time and our, our talent. That's just to get there for the day. So when a person's, you know, getting at having people come and say, can you do, you know, gosh, we don't have much of a budget. Can you do the wedding for $400? That gets to the point now. It's like, okay, so it's like, let's say that is my cost to, to produce it for the day or to do it for the day. I'm really, yes, I've got my, I'm getting cash flow to cover some expenses, but I'm not making anything for my time. And there, that becomes, I think, a, a, a concern for myself. I mean, even in, in MJ's world, you know, MJ, you get situations where people, clubs are wanting to have you come, you know, two hours away. And unless they're going to be paying you more for your, for that appearance, I mean, there's got to be a limit where you say, I just can't do it. A couple of those I've done because I knew the venue's lighting and, you know, that it's a 700 person venue and there would be some really awesome pictures. You know, it's, it's, it's a boost. They're still covering everything, but that's part of a reason to, you know, to DJ for less for me at places is like, am I going to go DJ a place that's 750 people packed shoulder to shoulder with laser lights and regular lights and, and a, a giant video screen behind me. So every picture I take the whole night, I'm looking like pimp daddy, you know, but it's not, um, those are reasons to do it. Um, I heard a guy say this years ago, 
It was a venue that I was looking to DJ at. And he goes, yeah, we pay really well here because we know we don't want some DJ, you know, uh, uh, saying that he won't come out, you know, if it's the weather's a little sketchy because if he wrecks his car, what he makes here won't cover his deductible. We make sure we pay you well. So think about that when you go out and DJ, you know, you're taking your car. Are you making enough just to pay your deductible if someone fender benders you? Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. The number of times I've gone to a show and I've, I've on, on setup, I've dropped a piece of gear and then it's dead. And it's like, okay, I just, you know, the one time I dropped a, a one of my Shure 87 microphone and snapped it in two. Oh. It's like, okay, there was my, there was my money for, you know, my profit for the night, you know, cause I've got to now buy a hole. It's not like I'm, it, you know, just a little bit of damage. Um, the, the milk situation, I meant to, it's a loss leader in milk, and it can be milk, it can be bread, it's whatever. It's not like it's expired or anything to that effect. It's just that it's a it's a grocery store policy to sell something to get you in to, to yeah. have you buy more. Um, That's why a lot and, of states have the, the minimum milk price because they know stores will drop it just to get you to come in. Yeah, and, and then those are the minimum milk price, especially in our part of the world, is, is dealt on the farmer side. So we hit. We will have grocery stores that will run milk, ninety nine cents a gallon. Oh wow! And they'll run it for you know a weekend special type of thing because we just had one of okay. our grocery stores that just celebrated a hundred years in business or whatever it was. Maybe I don't know, hundred hundred twenty, whatever it was. So it's a it's something to get people in the store, and we've seen these you yeah. know big box stores do it all the time. So yeah. it, and the idea with within a DJ realm is that if I'm doing shows to get my name out there, but if I'm only doing shows to get my name out there and I'm just, I'm selling them below cost, day, time after time after time, eventually I'm going to be broke or I'm going to have to be funding my my business from another source. And that's really, you can't live on loss leaders is where I was headed yeah. with that. Keep in mind, someone in there said about the opportunity for photos and stuff like that. I ain't saying that they didn't pay me well. I'm just saying that that extra hour of drive and the fact that that place stays open till 3 a.m., not 2 a.m., um, that that's that's a little, you know, I'll be like, yeah, I'll drive the extra distance for the average pay. It was just an average pay for a club. Nothing, you know, I thought it was extremely fair. Um, but, yeah, it's, no, trust me, I don't go out for, for I mean, I said I have my limits. Um, there was a place that a guy was booking me for, and he wanted to start taking a commission fee because he, he got me a lot of jobs. And the commission fee for there would have taken like $5 off of what I got. And I'm like, I'm not willing to go out for that. He goes, you're telling me you wouldn't go $5 less. I said, I'm telling you that I wouldn't go that price anywhere. Not that you took $5 off that price, that the price I was getting before you took that $5 off is my minimum. And mm -hmm. he goes, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. So yeah, and I think you just—I understand being desperate for work, and you know, especially younger DJs that you know maybe have a job or going to school that this is their beer money or whatever. Um, but you get to a point where you know business is business. Why we talked about this a couple weeks ago that you you know you have to remember that the entertainment business is half inter half business, and you have to think of it that way that it's not just. You know, you can give away samples of your food if you make food, but what if you gave away home meals constantly? It just doesn't benefit you. So you have to think of it more of that, you know. Your time, I look at it this way too, and this is kind of crazy. My sister, I kind of bugged her brain about this, but I said, I think how much I make an hour at what I do. So I look at everything I do in life to that number. Because if I'm not going and making that money, this time, to me, still has value. So... If I'm going to go do anything, I've got to make it close to the value I make an hour on what I do. So, 
So I'm when you're, kind of picky about stuff like that. When you're when you're kind of figuring your value, your hour, hourly rate, what have you, are you figuring, are you in, incorporating your practice time, the time you spend in your studio doing things that make you better, or are you just looking at the time involved with a, the Friday event type of thing? Here's the weird thing. That's where my balance line comes in because a lot of the stuff I do in the studio, like making the flyers and all that kind of stuff, I like to do. I enjoy it. Um, so I don't have practice time anymore because I just DJ. I don't really care. This is going to sound so terrible. I don't care a lot about getting that much better because I, I, me getting better isn't going to give me higher paying jobs. I, me being a turntablist will not get me better paying jobs than I have. That's just a fact where I'm at right now in life. Um, so my time that I get paid for from the venues, I look at the venues. I have minimal amount of time downloading music a week because you guys know I just grab what I need. So yeah. I'm spending less than 30 minutes getting everything I need for the week or maybe once every two weeks, less than 30 minutes. And I have everything I need and all I have to do is go out and press play and mix. So it's it to me, the numbers are per night. So sure. if I'm there for six hours, I look at six hours plus travel time. Um, and that's usually for me, like, especially if it's here in the city, my, 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 uh, my tax guy is always like, man, you really need to, to, to drive more. You know, you have no miles to claim whatsoever. I said, you got to understand for me to drive from my house to the casino is six miles. So that's a 12 mile round trip <laughs> for my gig, you know? So it's, it's. I, I, seven dollars in right off for a time <laughs> yeah yeah and, it, and it's like well i can do parking as well in this state you can't i don't know how it is for i don't even know what it is but i can't do parking if i do parking then i have i can't take miles so it has to be car expenses or miles you have to do it one way or the other and i'm like well you know that doesn't make a lot of sense so but like i can't claim any of that so we're talking 30 minutes there 30 minutes back you know I get all the water I want to drink when I'm there for free. A lot of times they offer me food. Um, you sure you want to eat? We've got an extra appetizer back there. Nobody talk, you know. Um, so <laughs> you'd be surprised what, you know, the one restaurant I was at Saturday, I mean, it's a $75 a plate steakhouse. Hmm. You know, so when they offer you something in the back, it's it's good. Um, but <laughs> again, I, I don't look at a lot of that. Like I said, the place that you were talking about that's two hours away um, I look at the pay as what I make for that night, and the rest of it to me is me investing my time to get there and home to get some cool pictures, try to have someone there to hold the camera. I've gotten really good. Hold on. Um, I bought this recently for my phone. This is, again, it might be a whole whole other uh, show, but this is my phone, and I bought a little stand for it that locks in, and I'm doing the whole selfie game, so I now have these little outriggers on it. So I can be doing pictures of myself when I can't get someone there because that's a big investment. And it just sets up like that, and I get to take pictures. And it's a minimal thing to take with me. Um, but I look at things like that as investment into me. So I, I'm not giving away something for free. I'm investing into me by getting good photos. Sure. So I make it my worth. So to me, having some cool pictures is is worth a lot. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely see how that. Sorry, I'm rambling right now. No, that, that's good. It's good to be having having that point of view. Yeah, Dan. When it comes to it comes to expenses, I'm sure you've gone through and you've kind of figured out a little bit about what it costs for you to produce a show. When when you get close to that number, I mean, is it? Are there times where you will you will go below that number? Uh, 
for an event or is it pretty much one of those things that your time as a as a person who has a full-time job family you get to that and you're like i'm you know like mj i'm this is it i'm walking away i keep my expenses so i'm so fine-tuned on my expenses as far as like trying to keep them low i'm, I'm very frugal some people call it cheap um when it when it comes to those types of things so it my my expenses really becomes a, a very low point to the point that i'm not near that now I would say if I was looking at a situation, for example, a 2020, where suddenly things stopped and we couldn't work for a couple of months, but I still had my phone, I still had, you know, my bills that I had related to my business and I had nothing coming in that had things not opened for us when they did, I may have been more willing to take those discounted last second events sure. to try and, and, and fill that. But beyond that, I mean, I've really gotten to the point that, and I'm probably off on this, but the expenses that I really consider my hard expenses, two weddings, I, I've covered them for the year. Mm -hmm. So so anything beyond that now affords me the luxury of doing extra things, affords me the luxury of going to conventions. I consider that, I budget for that, but if my gigs weren't coming in, I would skip that versus taking a lower price. Sure. I would skip, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. Excellent. We got a few more minutes, guys. I want to hit one last area. Um, when you've got other people in your market that have quoted lower prices and you get that, that dreaded, will you match? Which is something a lot of DJs are struggling with because they've got other DJs that they feel in their market that are, are quoting lower prices. And it's, it's still above, it's still above your, your, cost of doing business but it's you know instead of it being up here let's make sure i'm on screen you know you're you're here still a little bit of a, a a pay per hour rate but not what your typical would be how do you handle those situations and mj i think i'm gonna have you start with this one too because uh, i want to have dan, give dan the uh, the final one on this if you got a bar or you got a club i muted got, sorry yeah <laughs> i was typing and i didn't want to clack anything yeah um uh, I, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer. I am very secure in my pricing and stuff. And if someone wants to go cheaper, good for you. Go for it. Because I know in a while you're going to be like, dang, I really should have asked for more money. Sure. I know that without a doubt. Mm -hmm. So go for it. Especially if I know what a headache a place is. <laughs> you want to go less than that? Psst, have at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay to wash my hands and walk away. Absolutely. And how many over the years on that, when you've had a situation similar to that and they've come back to you and said, okay, we'll pay, we'll pay your rate. You know, we, this cheaper guy just didn't work out for us. There, I can't tell you how many times. Yeah. Clubs or bars, bars are the first ones to go cheap and then they'll hire someone and they'll call you back a week later and go, uh, this didn't work out. Are you available? Well, I am for another 50. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to make up for last weekend. Let, yeah, exactly. let them learn their lesson and go, you know, it's this is what my price is. Now, I was giving you a discount before. This is my standard price. Such and such down the street is offering me 50 more than that. But I like being loyal to you. And if you want to pay 50 extra, I'll stick with you. Otherwise, I'm going to go down there. <laughs> I had a New Year's Eve that way. The one place kept, we want you for New Year's, we want you for New Year's. And I'm like, well, what are you paying? He goes, the regular price. I said, you do realize that the other place right over there offered me more than two and a half times the regular price he's like are you serious i'm like yeah he's like the owner's like go ahead don't even worry about it we'll figure it out <laughs> you take the money 
They didn't. They didn't even open New Year's Eve because they were like, "Are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's the norm." And yeah, so it's. I'm okay with it. It's. It. You've got to be able to draw the line. And you've got to be confident in what you're doing. That, again, like Dan and you both have said that if I lower my prices, then I'm lowering my worth, and not not worth that. I work. I'm good at what I do. I'm reliable. I'm intelligent. I work well with crowds. It's just what it is. So. Yeah. Dan, your situation. You've got. Uh, you know, you you have these these things thrown at you of having to the request to match other prices. Yeah. It's tough to, it's tough to say no. Right. Because, you, because you, you have this, it's like somebody's wanting you and that's the idea. And, and there's a lot of sales philosophies out there and, and, you know, people like Mitch Taylor and, and some of the other ones who have, who have often talked about this, you know, the, the comeback, you know, if they ask you, okay, well, the fact you came back to me to ask me that if I match the price, would you, you know, would you want me? Yeah. Okay. Well, why? And you get them to talk about why you're better. And in doing so, you prove to them, well, see, that's why I charge this and that other person charges that. And now I will tell you this, as awesome as that sounds, I can't do that. Worth a darn. Like I just, I cannot do that type of a sales tactic with with people. Um, I, it's just, you know, if I get an opportunity to really have a conversation that's one thing, but I just feel like I never really get into that with them. And, and I, you know, I, I kind of take the other way out very similar to you. I'm like, this is my price. You want to, you want to pay the price. I understand if I'm not in your budget, then I'm not in your budget. And I'm sorry, I would love to be able to work with you, but this is my price. And so if you want me, you want what I have, this is what it's going to cost. Um, and, and here's one of the other things Now, last second, I could see where, you know, if you're willing to match, would you, you know, you might be more willing, but I can, you know, the first opportunity I have, you know, events booked for next October, right? So October, like 2023, I've got stuff on the books for 2023 of next year. Right. But I have like, they just want ceremony and DJ. They don't want any upsell stuff. They don't want any uplights. They don't want any monogram. They, and I hesitate taking that, knowing that that next fall, there I could have somebody else that might want that later on this year, whatever might want that. And oh, we want the uplighting, and we want your photo booth, and we want out, and we want your whole package. And then you go. So that's almost the same type of effect for me. Like if I agree to take somebody else's price, I pretty confidently most of the times of the year know that somebody's going to come back and and at least hit me up for that date even if i don't get it somebody's going to hit me up for that date and if i'm already booked that's a hard no on on what could be my price and maybe even upsells so i just i can't bring myself to to do that match price and if you're the type of person that can use the language that i talked about and i, and I, I think it was mitch taylor and if it's not mitch i apologize but if you're the type of person that you can use that language, go for it because it's gold. It really is. Yeah. And I've heard other people use it too. It, it really is gold because you get them to convince themselves why they want you. Yeah. I, Mitch has, ta- has spoken on that. Uh, Alan Berg has spoken on that when he's gone into mm-hmm. his, his sales and pricing. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great content out there. People talking about how to handle that situation. With that being said, there are times as, as you, that I would, uh, most of the time I would, I would not. And one of the, the other is, you know, okay, well, if, what would you like me to take out? You know, that's been one of the, the kind of semi-passive aggressive things, or 
can can we you know trim whatever whatever i jump back to the beginning where we were talking about the difference between a, a, a $700 dj and a $1000 dj when i'm doing a $700 show i feel like i'm giving them a $700 show if i start taking things out from things or cutting things back oh well we don't we're not looking for this so you don't we don't need that and we don't need to pay for it if i'm not doing what i do and do well and i feel comfortable with i'm not going to even give you the value for the $700 show because i'm going to probably uh, just not be on my game to the level I should be. So, well, and, and think about, think about this when you talk with, and I'm going to use the wedding example because of the wedding market. But when you talk with a couple, one of the questions I often ask them is, you know, what are some things that you've seen at a wedding that you like? Right. And then they go into that whole ordeal. Um, or, you know, what is your experience at weddings? And, and oftentimes because they're talking to a DJ, they start going to the DJ realm and they, oh, you know, we really hated that the fact that this DJ did this or we, you know, we really liked that this DJ did this. And, and so it kind of paints some picture. But what you don't know is, you know, the mediocre, you know, the DJ, well, he was good, but, you know, there was just if I start taking stuff out of what I do. If I start taking stuff away from the things that I use to help my my performance be better just because I need to use it to justify my lower cost, the people that are seeing me at that wedding are not getting the me that I want them to see. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, very similar to what you said, John, about being like the 700 and, and feeling like a $700 DJ and playing like a $700 DJ. Um, even if it even if it's still me giving my you know what I can. If I'm not progressing with the things that make my value what it is, then that advertising that I do at a wedding, you know, by by demonstrating, by yeah, demoing sure. at a wedding, yeah. um, it is not the best foot forward. It's not your best product. So yep. why would you want to not put your best foot forward? And you're killing those future referrals or at least exactly setting that bar lower. So that you're just another DJ who is, you know, running two speakers and you know, two speakers on a stick type of thing. But I get it. It's tough. You know, when, when you're trying to when you're looking at the money coming in and you're looking at your bills and you're trying to make the two of them meet. You know, the, the philosophy is, you know, if I'm sitting at home on a on a on a Saturday night not working, you know, I'd rather make two hundred dollars than make zero. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I get the thought, but I think in the long run. It, it it would hurt you much more than to pick up some part-time job somewhere to fill those gaps and keep your worth where it belongs. Yeah. And in some cases when you're, you've got family, it might be better to have that part-time job when the kids are in school type of thing. So that way you can have those weekends for sure. Excellent. Thank you guys. Um, Let's see, tonight, Howie is going to be up next, djntv.com slash chill. He'll be in the chill room tonight, uh, and the guys will be doing their recording. Uh, jump in there and, and hang out with the guys. Uh, that starts here at the top of the hour, so 10 o'clock Eastern. Tomorrow night, we'll have a recording from uh, Howie and, and Brian and the crew uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern, then 10 o'clock Eastern. We'll be back in the chill room, which is djntv.com slash chill, and they'll be doing the Tuesday Night Music Show with Brian, Jay, and Howie. MJ, you're off this week yet? 23rd, I am doing a The State of Virtual DJ in 2022 show. Nice. Nice. Look for that on the 23rd. So we've got uh, then Wednesday night, we'll have a couple uh, couple more of the uh, the recorded uh, children sessions going up. Then next Monday night, the 21st, uh, March 21st, we're doing 
our uh, DJ and TV training night. We're going to be going from 6 until 10 o'clock. 6 until 8 o'clock is going to be a virtual exhibit hall. And we're going to be, let's see, we've got JMOZ coming in. We've got um, um, Mixwares bringing in some of their lights. And we're going to have perfect portals. And I think we've got one more. We're debating about uh, trying to find find out if Evie's going to be coming this month or next month is what uh, the one we're waiting on. Um, so we'll be doing that from 6 until 8. And basically that's going to be kind of a time they're going to show us some new products and uh, talking about some of the, the new new things that are out there with their stuff. And that I'll be interviewing them for that first, uh, first uh, two hours. Then we'll jump into our training for the night. And we're going to be talking about basically... Uh, taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health, taking care of your physical health. So we've got uh, Stacey Carroll um, is going to be coming in and talking about some of the things that she's been doing to take care of her her physical health. Mike Walter, who is going to be, he's older than all of us uh, in this this room tonight. And he, uh, if you've seen videos of him out performing and doing his thing, he's still in his uh, you know, little bit older than us years, uh, is, is still uh, bringing his game at a very high level and how he's done that and what it's taken to get him there and, and such behind that. Um, Mitch is going to be coming in and talking about he's he's been doing some things to improve his health, but he's really going to be focusing more on the mental health side and, and trying to keep our head in the game, and we're going to talk about that. And then afterwards, oh, by the way, Dan, I'm going to need you for the last half hour, I think, uh, Monday, next Monday night. Uh, and then you and I will talk about uh, about trying to keep what what I've been doing here and in my situation to become more healthy and uh, and to be more effective in, in surviving wedding DJ world. So, I, I want to throw something in here before yeah. we go. Uh, for health, it's a really important thing to stay hydrated. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mega Seg. See, again, Dan, almost made the whole show. Dan's we almost here. made the whole show. It's amazing. Dan's here, and then th- these words are brought up. I mean, we just only Dan. Only, Dan's here. Only yeah. Dan's here. I mean, it never happened. So. So yeah, it'll be a good a good week next Monday night uh, from 6 until 10 o'clock. 6 to 8 is going to be the exhibit hall. And you're going to get to see all these videos afterwards if you can't make it to be there live with us. Uh, we're going to be breaking those exhibit hall videos down into their smaller segments and getting those up so you can go and, and check those out individually. And then, of course, the full show will be up there so you guys can check that out. But djntv.com slash virtual expo is the place where you can go check out the schedule and we'll be updating that as we get those final few things put into place. So djntv.com slash virtual expo. And now we got to go. Awesome. Well, you guys have got the entire schedule, you know, where you need to be, you know, what you need to be watching. And so we want to thank you for spending your night tonight with us. Have yourself a wonderful time. We'll see you next time. Bye, friend.